Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Andy Gray, striker, commentator, and naughty boy. We previously read his 1986 book, Shades of Grey, but today we're reading his follow-up book, Grey Matters. So let's see what the book club and special guest, the athletic and football cliches, Adam Hurry, thought of it in today's Football Book Club. Huge Andy Gray stan, so I'm always going to read his book. Thank you very much. (laughs) Great sonata. He's told us twice that he likes to watch poor people at a bus station. Whether I'd have become another Bill Gates, we'll never know. (laughs) That's how I'm going to start cool. episodes now. Yeah, cool. Uh, hello and welcome to Football Book Club, the only book club where instead of literary classics, each episode we read another footballer's autobiography. Less infinite jest, more Leon Best. And oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Adam, I warned you about the pun uh, before I did it, which I rarely do. That, was, was I wasn't bad? expecting the second half of it, I have to say. Um, <laughs> It could have been anybody, but Leon Best, yeah, fine, yeah, fine, it acceptable. Works. Okay, okay. It's thanks. the first. I think that's the first time we've had a title rather than author. Yes, yeah. It's usually but, you know William Shakespeare, Craig Shakespeare, mm, Jane yeah. Austen, Dean Austen, that kind of thing. But yeah, good change. Keep, of gear. keep nice. going, keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we got we got to, we got to change it up. Got to spice it up a little bit occasionally. Uh, thank you to Halcyon Publishing. For that one, a publishing house apparently. Wow. That cool. uh, <laughs> wow. Thank you. You'd, that. you'd think, you'd think, given that they have so many books at their disposal, yeah, they'd be able to find a better one. But they here we send, are. They could just send the obscure ones that we never heard of that they publish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> compare it. The books that conveniently rhyme with Dave Kitson. Anyway, I'm James Bug, and over the weeks we'll be reading classics such as Graham Lasso's Left Field and John Gregory's The Boss. But today we are reading our second Andy Gray book, 2004's Gray Matters. And joining me to read it are Jack Bernhardt. Hello. And welcome to the show, the athletic writer, editor, and host of the brilliant podcast, Football Clichés, is Adam Hurry. Hello, both. How are you doing? Very good. Nice. Great to have you on, Adam. How, how are you? I'm really good. Really good. I'm looking forward to this. Um, this is the first time I've read a book in its entirety for about a decade. So this is going to be good. Any book. <laughs> any, <laughs> book. any book. Any book. My attention oh, okay. span is horrendous. Horrendous. But within that decade, you've written a book. Right. Yeah, but I've read it. <laughs> well, why would you that, read it? That's very much the same as most footballers who, uh, who write their own autobiographies that we've, uh, we found out, as Pat Nevin revealed to us. He's read his one. But... I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah. yeah Pat, Pat Nevin's a reader. Oh, he reads. He reads. Mm. Um, so the next question I was going to ask was, big fan of footballers' autobiographies? Well, actually, oddly enough, I mean, 
there's so much admin and HR involved in footballers' autobiographies. I mean, mm. apart from a few outliers, like, I don't know, the Paddy Kennys of this world, there's, yep. just, there's just so much kind of, I thought about leaving here, the manager told me I was being sold from there, I just signed a new contract here, and then I suddenly realised there was no future for me. Uh, <laughs> so once you strip all of that out, you're not really left with much, because no, that's basically no. football, you know. Coming and going. Yep. yep. <laughs> in many ways. That's... Um, so, so, Adam, uh, are you saying hey, that it's an incredibly wait, tedious you... process? Because... I, I, think it, I think it actually might be. I think yeah. it actually might be. Um, I mean, you can't, if you're writing a book about your career as a footballer, you can't not sort of talk about the, the steps that you yep. take from one club to another. So it's kind of, an, it's filler, but it's kind of necessary. It's admin and it has to be done. So once you filter that out, you're left with uh, the good stuff. See, I, I see, I, I agree and I disagree with you because I think it's also possible to do this. I think people should have these books and at the front they should say, read my Wikipedia article yeah. and then <laughs> Before come Before you back go into this. Because yeah, it's yeah. going to save a lot of time. For everybody. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, have, have we read any ones that have really played with the format? at all have you read any ones that i know that there's one of um roy Keane's dog as an autobiography of triggs uh trigger i think it was his dog was called wow someone's written no uh, I, I say autobiography that can't be right because well, it might be an autobiography you never yeah, know who knows who knows a lot of the, uh, it might be, as be a ghost written. one this is a spook well, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> obviously not a real one i don't know why i don't want to say that i don't think roy Keane <laughs> sat down and wrote this it was like a great idea for a book um <laughs> Uh, so basically, that was a that was a, a a way of you saying, Adam, that no, you're not a, not a huge fan of these books. I don't, I don't think I've ever read a footballer's autobiography before. I can't think. I don't think I have. I mean, but I, I'm to be honest, I'm quite relieved because at the start of this process, there was a brief tense moment where I was penciled in to read Lee McCulloch's "Simply the Best." <laughs> yes. and I'm really glad we renegotiated because I haven't got time to read Lee McCulloch's "Simply the no, Best." I'm sorry. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, I mean, and I, yet you have time to read this book. Oh no, <laughs> baffling. Huge Andy Gray stan, so I'm always going to read his book. Yeah, uh, that was always going to happen. <laughs> tell, tell me, Adam, uh, what, what is it that what is it that fascinates you so much about Andy? Uh, I mean, I am required by law to to caveat about the unpleasantness. So let's set that aside. Yeah. Um, Imagine if I just take that out in the edit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter. People just assume now. It's like yeah, yeah it's, I, it's there. And yeah. I also yeah, I don't need the caveat, quite frankly. Um, <laughs> he was commentating on football right at the time where it, it entered mainstream really proper main in the premier league at least entered mainstream kind of awareness and uh his way of expressing himself about football was exactly what i wanted to hear Mm -hmm. both as both in terms of its sheer oozing masculinity and also it's it's um it's appreciation of the kind of visceral side of of football yes he's he's a he's a reasonably astute tactician in -hmm. a media sense but he also just really enjoys, you know, the thrust of a ball going into a net. And uh, he explains it more better than anyone I've ever heard. In the book? No. No, no, no. No, James. He talks about punditry a lot, but in I, the I, book. But. I, see, I see what you mean. I, 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 yeah, he's, he's, he's a loud man, that's for sure. Yeah. He's a very, very, very loud man, which helps with that kind of that bombasticness. Yeah, he's got he a great voice. He does great have a great voice. voice. He does have a great does. voice. I mean, say what you want about Andy Gray, but... Voice-wise, untouchable. <laughs> yeah, untouchable. True. Yeah, um, but yeah, and Lee McCulloch. Sorry about that. That was, hey, that was just a suggestion because we've wanted to read it for a long time. Sorry, I didn't realize you gave guests the the option, and I oh, feel yeah. I feel cheated at this point. And, and <laughs> I gave the, God, but I've had to sit option. through so many books. <laughs> well, in a way, I was against I was, my will. I found it quite endearing in a way because I mean, you know, I any podcast like this, I w- I would expect to kind of focus on 
elite level players in their autobiographies, which can be quite yep. stale affairs. But, you know, I'm stunned by the array of names you've had so far. <laughs> Ivo Graham reading Neil Redfern's There's Only One Neil Redfern is, is the most surreal moment so far. But um, <laughs> this is exactly where you should be pitching it. It's exactly he, where you should be pitching it. He chose that. I, th- I think we Good. might have said, I think we sent, I sent him, a, I've got a master list of hundreds and hundreds of autobiographies. And I sent him that and I think he went, well, it's Neil Redfern, obviously. <laughs> I think straight away honed <laughs> oh, in on that. Okay. Despite, I think he's a Swindon fan. Nothing to do fan. with Swindon. Yeah, mm. so... There we go. Well, you know, we, we haven't got time. Much like you haven't got time for Lee McCartney's but we haven't got time for the I Am Zlatans and Perlo no. books of the world. No. Give me Gary Monk any day of the week. Um, yes, please. More Gary Monk, please. More, okay. <laughs> Sadly, he hasn't got a second book, but Andy Gray does, and we're going to delve into it now. Let's read Gray Matters. Okay, then. Over the show, we're going to go into more depth about the book. We'll have a dramatic reading, a quiz at the end, and our friend Ken Zong is back with another chant. But... First, let's see what Amazon is saying. Uh, do we think it's been kindly reviewed on Amazon? What do we think? I'm expecting sort of underwhelmed readers. Mm. I- I'm finding it hard to know who would buy this book. Yeah. Like usually with these things, you're like, oh, I bought, you know, my son's a big Man United fan, so I bought Wayne Rooney's book and he loved it. <laughs> my son loves Andy Gray. <laughs> my, son, yeah, my son is a huge <laughs> Sky Sports subscriber. Yeah. He hates, he hates content, but he loves the, the, the commentary around it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, the book has 3.8 stars from, fi- from 15 reviews. Not massively well read, this one. Uh, how many How many of them are, are after the unpleasantness, out of interest? That is a good question. I, I, so this book came out in 2004. Yeah. When, when did the, the unpleasantness was, what, 2010? Yeah, yeah, 2011, maybe? yeah, around that. Yeah, ra- around that, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I didn't go into that much depth. I'm sorry, Jack, I've let you down. Right. I didn't look into these things too much. But Andrew Walker is one of them, and he gave a... Pretty smarmy review uh, entitled "Grey is not the most exciting color in the paint box," uh, and uh, the review. I, I, I enjoy it. I, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it, it, it's smarmy, but it's good. Uh, the review is almost uh, as long as the book itself. <laughs> so I've got, I've got a couple. Of, I've got an abridged version here. Uh, I was hoping for either an intelligent read. Uh, brackets encouraged by the title "Grey Matters." Get it. Uh, very snarky very snarky this guy uh some good anecdotes or some of the on-screen humor i came away with naught of the three humor <laughs> i'm not sure gray's tv personality really transfers to the page away from the banter he comes across as having a bit of a high opinion of himself brackets and that's probably why he's a millionaire and married to susan dando and i'm not you're not <laughs> the heads at the um at the high opinion bit i think he could be on saying here but it isn't necessarily likable. Also, be prepared for the plugs for his current employer. It would have been simpler just to have a Sky TV logo on the top left-hand corner of every screen. <laughs> Sorry, Paige. He's a funny guy. He I like this of- guy. He yeah. should be on the podcast. Yeah, he should be too withering. Instead. This is too withering. Give the book a chance. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I, I no. agree. I, as someone who has now read two Andy Gray books <laughs> in 2021... I am not willing to give Andy Gray books a chance. There's no more. There's no more plays on on his surname left, are there? I don't think so. No, uh, that we can do for a third book. I mean, a third book would be good. I would definitely. Adam, read the what third. are you doing? Why are you giving him the idea of a third book? <laughs> because it could it could encompass the last ten years, which is way more interesting. Ugh. It could good. be. It could be. Uh, Gray doesn't matter anymore because mm. Gray matters, and oh. the answer like. Grey matters. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that, that, that kind of relies on you being very familiar with the uh, already the catalogue of Andy Gray. But no, Le Grey. Oh yeah. No, no, Le Grey. In Doha, Grey. Oh, that's good. Is yeah. that that's where he's living now, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, in Doha, Doha Grey. That is. I'll a, go write it. 
That is, please do. That is a, a, that is a, that is, a, that is too good a title. I would say, I would say for these books. But Adam, um, do you agree with Andrew Walker, the mysterious, the snarky Andrew Walker? Well, the the best point he makes in that review, um, which I don't think is necessarily a um, pejorative one about the book, is that Andy Gray does have a very high opinion of himself, but it it's not Keezy level egotism it's um it's sure. kind of undercurrent of self-confidence that, that pervades the entire book from the very start as a as a kind of 17 year old at, at dundee united all the way through to his sky career is this kind of just bubbling sense of i'm really good at this but it doesn't it's not vulgar it's genuinely not throughout the whole yeah. book it, it's it's just the right amount of self-confidence you'd expect from someone who has hit the reasonable heights of two professions so um i was happy with it but there are some very good standout moments of of his self-confidence Yes, uh, uh, Jack. Pretty much all the way through that was shaking his head. I was, I was, I was trying to be. I was doing the Sunes like sitting there going <laughs> furiously. Uh, Waiting to jump in. Uh, no, I. I mean, I. I know what you mean, and he is. You know, he. He is a very confident man. Mm. Um, I think there is a level at which it becomes quite um, uh, like unlikable. Okay. Um, personally but then i think that's also because as i say i i feel like I've, I've spent a long time with andy gray at this point and and i'm i'm less willing to put up with his foibles mm. i'm sort of i'm i'm done with gray i'm furious with him <laughs> adam you got you want to come back to that well, I mean, why are you, why are you starting this I, into a debate? Just, what are you doing? I'm just sitting back. It's like fighting talk. I'm Colin Murray, just watching you two go at it about this guy. Well, I mean, the book kicks off straight away with a, a very unlikely scene um, with his 13 year old daughter, Sophie, oh. coming into the room and, and saying, So you were a footballer then, daddy? Which, oh, for God's I mean, sake. come on. Oh, for Didn't, God's sake. Two Andy things Gray. here. How has he kept it from her for 13 years? <laughs> Two, why does she talk like a four-year-old? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I believe that as soon as as soon as Sophie came into this world, Andy Gray yelled, I played for Everton, Aston Villa, and yeah. West Bromwich Albion at her. Yeah. <laughs> like, I spoke to her. All the bedtime stories for five yeah. years were stories at length about yeah. his um niggling knee injuries yeah. in the first yeah. quarter of his career. Yeah, now especially when, the, when Uncle the, Richard Keys came round to uh, <laughs> oh. sat, yeah, yeah, or the tale of the evil ogre Ron Saunders. Like, <laughs> I mean, like his whole his. I, I find it very hard to believe that he kept anything from her. Yeah, you're right. It's I, just nonsense. That bad. Talking hard to believe, and 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 weighing in on this uh, subject of ego. Uh, which you've gone through. I don't know if he wrote. I'm guessing he didn't write the tagline on the very front of the book. But did you notice? It says Andy Matters, Gray Matters, Andy Gray, from penalty box to commentary box. The face of modern football tells his remarkable story. The face of modern football. Would you describe Andy Gray at any point in history as the face of modern football? No, no. no. I agree. <laughs> Great voice. If anything, yeah. If anything, it's the voice of modern voice. Football. Yeah, voice of modern football. I can see that. I think I, for a long time, didn't know what Andy Gray looked like. And I think I was quite surprised by what he looked like in the end. Like when you sort of, uh, when you listen to a podcast for ages and then someone goes like, oh, and here's my face. And you're like, what the hell? You don't look at all like the, the voice you're expecting. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I told you, Jack, that, um, Adam, I don't know if you're familiar with um, the, oh, the 90s DJ Bruno Brooks. Yes. Was it? Yeah, I couldn't believe how much Bruno Brooks looks like Andy Gray when he was younger. Yeah, it, uh, that's a good point. He really yeah. does. It's, it's uncanny. Um, I sent a picture sort of, to Jack. Yeah, very clean, sort of generally quite clean features, but a yeah. face that looked like it was carved from rock. Granite? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> granite. Yeah. Yeah, it's always granite, isn't it? Yeah, um, that's, well, 
Yeah, that is. Talk, yeah, talk, I, mean, talk... I don't know. I mean, his 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 voice and his style pervades football culture, but his face. I mean, not that many people had Sky Sports subscriptions. It felt like a luxury to have a Sky yeah. Sports subscription mm. mid to late nineties. I I remember so, my grandma's to watch it. I wouldn't mm. call him ubiquitous. Yeah, but um, yeah, but his influence nonetheless. I think. I mean, he definitely did change football and i suppose if if, if you're ever going to say it 2004 would be the time where he was not the face but the voice of modern football yes. mm-hmm. you'd, yeah, be, you'd, you'd hear him point. go like thank you very much and you'd be like yeah that's <laughs> that's modern that could yeah. only be late 90s yeah. early noughties football that's, that's true that's true well i mean adam as we said we've read a book by andy already we've read yeah. uh 1985's 1986's shades of gray a better title I would say first of all, should, we, should yeah. we fill you in on what should we fill you in on what we learned so far, just in case? Yeah, I, I, don't want, you to, I want you to know the full Andy. Gray yeah, story. I want to know how the franchise. <laughs> of course, I want to know how the Andy Gray book franchise kind of dovetails because I'm slightly yeah. confused. Yeah, because you, the Andy the Gray cinematic universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, basically, Shades of Grey took us up to I think Everton. Jack from uh, no, it was it was Villa. It was the his second, second Villa return. But it was literally he had he must have moved in the summer. I think yes. it must yeah, have been. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, that's because right. because he he was like really looking forward to being back at Villa and working under uh, Graham Turner. It will be great. I'm sure. I, I'm sure I won't <laughs> fall out with Graham Taylor and you know hate. That's him not afterwards. how a book should finish. That's like, that's like program notes. Like oh, yeah, I'm looking forward so, to the game today. But yeah. so many of these books end with like, and that is. I assume it will now be 1995 <laughs> <Yeah>. forever. Ima- <laughs> Time Ima- obviously stops at this point. Imagine the um the reader who read this book in 1985 with that the last line had to wait 90 years to find out whether it did work out well under under graham turner yeah poor guy in terms of things that were covered uh, quite a lot of it the, the first maybe five or six chapters of this book were yeah, kind of yeah, pretty got, well covered you got mm. jim mclean at dundee united you got the the i the thought Duke. i was going to move the thought i was going to move to germany but yes. i didn't mm. which is as so he just story. told the story again in this book. yeah it's yep. amazing yep. And, and and adam it's it's exactly as detailed it's exactly yep. the same thing where it's i i was going to go to germany they said do you want to come to germany i said yes and then i said no terrible a, story a story that didn't go into any more detail but is is also in the original one uh adam i'm sure you enjoyed this when andy gray went to live with black sabbath for the summer <laughs> <laughs> yeah sadly no more details this is this is um this is kind of intertwined with his ownership of a nightclub, isn't it? And, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Where, where he said Holy Zoo, five, Holy, City Holy, Zoo. Holy, City, Holy Zoo. City Zoo. Yeah. He'd said five pages earlier. Oh, I didn't do that celebrity stuff. I uh, you know I opened a couple <laughs> yeah. of fates here and there, and then just casually says I owned a nightclub. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We Never know. has a nightclub been so more likely to be described as ill-fated than <laughs> Holy City Zoo. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's probably disappointing people who want to go clubbing and people who want to go to a zoo. If I, if, yeah. if, on both ways, you're not going to get any good Google reviews from that. I think I think we had less detail in this one, didn't we? It was quite sad. Probably. The, the 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 1985 book gave us more like who the celebrities were hanging out at that point. I think probably because in 2004, it's not particularly impressive to say, oh, we had. I now can't think of any of the celebrities who were hanging out in his. Um, oh, in the original nightclub. one, yeah. Oh, was it? It Jim was like Davison, Joe Pasquale. I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's not was... as much name dropping. I wouldn't have thought in this one. It it doesn't feel like he's. You know, putting himself out there as a, as a you know a mover and shaker, Noah, as a, as yeah. a yeah, cultural <laughs> yeah. icon. I think, put it the, partly. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think that's the case. But we also had, in terms of weird little things that did pop up. We remember there was that story, Jack, in the first one where he when he, when he wants to remind himself uh, that you know he's a normal person, he goes and watches poor people 
going to work at six right. o'clock oh, in the morning yes. and sits at a bus stop. Yeah, yeah weirdly. That's, that's so he, weird. He used that twice. He yep. used that in the first one. It was just as weird in the second. He's just copied the book. This is insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that, no, that is a great story. No, yeah, he, he used to drive to Birmingham bus station at 6 a.m. Yes. and sit yep. and eat his sandwiches and watch people go to work and go, <laughs> oh, I'm lucky to do what I do. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, the, I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. The, the thing I, so having re- now read this anecdote twice, the thing I can't get over is what would he have said if someone had been like, hey, is that Andy Gray sitting <laughs> eating sandwiches watching us? And he'd have been like, yeah, sorry, I'm just, I'm just sitting and watching you and just being yeah. really happy that I'm not you. <laughs> anyway, keep going about your daily business. <laughs> um, I may, maybe this this story doesn't appear in the first book, but it's a little, maybe a bit, a little bit of um, helpful extra context about why he didn't move to Germany mm-hmm. and, and join Schalke in 1974. Um, because 11 years later, when Everton beat Bayern in the Cup Winners' Cup semi-final, Bayern's Dieter Hernes um, encountered Andy Gray at the final whistle. Uh, Andy Gray says, I went to shake hands with Hernes at the final whistle. He didn't want to know. He just looked at me and screamed, that was not football. You are crazy men and stormed <laughs> off. In my view, that was totally unjustified. That sounds a re- like a really made-up quote at, yeah. among many in this book. There are so many um, made-up quotes. But there's, a, there's a made-up headline at one point. I want to try and find it again. I'm <laughs> oh, sure is it the, is it the, the, the sun um, one. You're, you're a great yeah. footballer, Andy Gray. Don't turn into a yob. That's oh, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. When he, he, I think I can't believe what he does. He get, is this when he, um, he does, does the, the V-signs? Yeah, yeah, the fans. I, like, yeah. I do like how he broke the fine down per finger. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Good maths. Yeah, that was good maths. That was good maths. Yeah, you can't get you can't get anything past Andy. <laughs> but basically, we read the whole first five chapters already, and now you've read it twice, effectively. Yeah. So yeah. just what's surprising about that in a way is that it I feel like in 1985 when he was writing this, you know, the the wounds of Ron Saunders and the sense of like, oh God, my life is, you know, like he doesn't know where his career is gonna go. The fact that in 2004, he still has these gripes against all these people. He still has this kind of bitterness. That was kind of surprising, I think. That, that is true. And I think that moves us quite nicely onto our second topic, this bitterness. Because oh. I think it's kind of summed up a little bit by something, again. Oops, sorry, someone's on my door. It might be a <laughs> Proper old school doorbell. Fair play. Andy Gray at the other end. <laughs> like, what are you being mean about come, me? He's going to come in with his sandwiches and just sit and watch yeah. James record. <laughs> I was just thinking about how how fortunate I am. <laughs> Should we talk about Bitter Andy then? Bitter yeah. Andy. Bitter oh, Andy. Bitter Andy. This is good. Again, this is before we even really get into the meat of the book. This is in the, the preface. The last line of oh. the preface is, uh, is, is when it's in the scene, which you've already discussed, uh, Adam, where his daughter comes in, says, well, you're a footballer. And he basically goes, was I a footballer? For three pages, uh, and then the last. But, but his, wait, very quick. His daughter says he says like, "Yeah, I was a footballer." And she goes, "What? Like David Beckham?" That's like, it. <laughs> like that she only knows who yeah. David Beckham is. The, the only footballer. footballer she knows. Uh, and then yet yeah, later, at, at, and then the, so the last line because of that in the preface is like David Beckham? Question mark. I'll let you decide. And this this kind of um throughout the book, Jack Jack can't wait to jump in here. I can see already. Throughout the book, this kind of balance between modern football and uh, old football, and and is and whether he's kind of got to justify himself against these new superstar footballers is it, it 
it pops up much more than I thought it would. I thought that was just a throwaway line in the preface, but it's it's pretty prominent, Jack, right? No, he 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 seems to be really like focused on it because at the at the start he tries to sort of say like my career is very similar to David Beckham's in many ways because he explains it really well. He justifies it. It's almost mm. like a dissertation, a point by point analysis <laughs> of how his career is parallel to David. I Beckham. I feel like he justifies it if you. Because, you know, David Beckham is fundamentally incredibly successful. That's yeah. one thing about David Beckham that you have to sort of, like, he, what, he, how many titles did he win? Five for United? Mm, he must have won yeah. around five or six. Maybe, yeah. Like, like, he won the Champions League, he played, for, he captained his country. Like, Gray's similarities are like, oh, well, I also fell out with a manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are some of the more like, tame things. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. There's no... You know, I mean, the, the big things are Beckham, won Beckham. a lot of things, international superstar, married a Spice Girl, kicked, um, what's his chops, Diego Simeone. They're the four yeah. things I think that stand out. And about- Gray got together with a gymnast, Olympic gymnast. That's true. So- that is true. And, and maybe he kicked Diego Simeone. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. They're gonna be- <laughs> Andy, Andy Gray's equivalent of that, apparently, is, is punching a Czech defender's... Um- face in a world cup qualifier which which i admit mm. is a stretch to diego Simeone. Uh, yeah yeah oh yeah because he says that's what he says he says i did it in a world cup game and it wasn't mm. it was a world cup yeah, qualifier it, yeah he, that's, he, he really he never went to a world cup we well, don't went to a world cup yeah with like yeah, it's yeah there were sort of repetitive sort of near misses for him in world cup squads which starts to get a bit weird towards the end yeah yeah and he, he he's like oh you know like david beckham well he says david beckham went abroad and i like david beckham nearly went abroad <laughs> not <laughs> Not the same thing. <laughs> both both like, chilling for Qatar now, yeah, so, yeah. you know. Oh, that, oh that's true. That's yeah. very true. That they're they're true. very similar at this point. There's that, a bit hey, also save, where... it, save it for um, uh, in Doha Grey. Save yeah, it for yeah, the third book. Then that's the same. <laughs> Still Less... like David Beckham? Keep deciding. Less Enola Grey, more in Doha Grey. <laughs> yeah. That's Adam Thank Harry. God you've Thank explained you very it. much for <laughs> I, like there's another bit where he's like um you know you know in order to be a great footballer you've got david beckham he's always first in training and he's last out as well you have to do that and yes. i did that like he he really wants to say that he's the similar guy and which is kind of what harks back sorry adam it kind of yeah. harks back to the difficulty i have with the book like who is it aimed at effectively yeah. because it doesn't quite it doesn't go into these his old life but he, he, he clearly thinks that a lot of young viewers who only know him from Sky Sports are going to buy this book and their only real frame of reference is David Beckham, which I don't mm. think is... The, I don't think there was ever a point in 2004 where I was tempted to buy Andy Gray's book. And well, I probably I kinda, was the market he's, he's talking to. I get the impulse of a player, an ex-player of his age, wanting to kind of impress on people that he was good when he was younger. That, that, yep. I get this anxiety... I sense this anxiety from a lot of players of that era, you know, pre-kind of televised football wall-to-wall. Yeah, where they think I, I really need to let you know that you know I was really good as well, and you hear it all the time. Mm, so mm. I'm really not surprised he's joined in because he's a very acute case of this. You know, he won Footballer of the Year and Young yeah. Player of the Year at the same time. Yep. This is fairly unpre- well, it was unprecedented. It's never happened again. So um, is that I, true? I get, Has I get, it not I get again? the, the it, it, eagerness. It, it, it to can't that. happen again because because as he points out, he they changed, changed the rules to make I sure think, that they could. I thought I, I don't I don't think they have. I think it, or maybe they did and it's gone back because I think you can be up for. I'm pretty young sure and, you can be. Yeah, yeah I'm you? sure. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think he's lying. Yeah, I think he's oh. made that up totally but, as well. Um, one strand of his, um, as Jack mentioned, kind of one strand of his kind of proper football manness is this kind of dedication to training and how how some modern players uh, maybe kind of cruise through training. But this is a, this is a really great story. And it ends in such an Andy Gray kind of way. When I was coaching at Villa myself, I remember a kid there who was very quick but awkward in the way he collected the ball. <laughs> I got him to stay behind a few times to help iron out his problems, but I could tell he wasn't really bothered. 
He was only there because I told him to be. One day I said, I'll tell you what, son. If you don't feel like doing extra work, you don't have to. He never stayed behind again. His name was Brian Small. Ever heard of him? No, thought not. Brutal. The way he chucks him under the bus. There's another bit in this where he's like, I, I think players should celebrate. When Darius Vassell doesn't oh. smile after a goal, I get so angry with him. The, what are you, why are you was, having to go at Darius Vassell? Was Darius Vassell famed, famed for being frowny? I don't remember this at all. I don't remember anything. I don't remember Darius Vassell being a particularly surly chap. It, 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 that, I mean, that came out of nowhere into that. It, it's really weird this because the book, it never really flows because he's telling a story. And then he'll go. Uh, he'll just he'll just interrupt it by uh, slagging off Mark Bosnich or talking about why yeah. Wayne Rooney has disciplinary problems. And He's got never... a real problem with Martin Keown as well. Oh yeah, Martin Keown pops up every now and then. He just calls him a prick and then moves on really quickly. He says he's the only footballer. He never really got on with while playing. But then as you get through the book, there's a lot more footballers he didn't get on with while playing. <laughs> you find out soon. There's one moment where his kind of um, self-confidence and, um, and a kind of preclusion for stories that definitely didn't happen really, really collide. This is this passage. And I smacked it only with my weaker right foot. It went in like a rocket. I think the first time Tottenham's keeper Ray Clements saw the ball after it left my boot was when it bounced back out of the goal. I ran up to him. This did not happen. And I said... Don't worry about it, Clem. There's a perfectly good net behind you to stop that one. <laughs> oh, the only oh. place that story happens, the only place that quote happens is in a Roy of the Rovers cartoon. Yes. Yeah. Nowhere else. <laughs> no one has ever said that to a goalkeeper, ever. Also, because you're playing football, mm. you'd be really tired. Yeah. You're never <laughs> you'd be that quick-witted. You'd be yeah. like, hey, you see the ball? Didn't it, did you? Because the <laughs> net happened anyway. Fine. <laughs> It just, it's, it, it, it's so, there are so many bits in this book. And also, it's that frustrating thing where he'll tell these ridiculous over the top stories and then also call out other people for doing the same. There's a bit where he gets like really uh, uppity with, or he's sort of, he's talking about Doug Ellis mm-hmm. and saying that Doug Ellis t- likes to tell one anecdote where he apparently Doug Ellis invents the bicycle kick. Which I've um, heard before. Yeah. I, I, Have you heard that before? Maybe I think Crouchy's autobiography um, talks about this as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, but it's just odd because, like, that kind of, like, self, you know, that's self-aggrandizing that he can see in other people. He can't necessarily see in himself. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. told us twice that he likes to watch, sits around and watch poor people at a bus station. So yeah. it's not like <laughs> it's he's odd, famed for not repeating <laughs> not the same story people, again. Not poor people, just other people. That's other true. People. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Specific, working people. Specifically yeah. working people are the people yeah. he does it with. Um, he, th- it, there are lots of good anecdotes in this book, but they're often let down by the fact that Andy Gray won't let himself be the punchline, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. He wants like, to show smarter than people. Yeah. Oh, that's a very good point, actually. Yeah. There's, a, there's a bit where he's talking about how the crowd is being abusive to Andy Gray, and so he he, um, they scored and then Andy Gray like said some swear words back to these fans and then apparently a policeman came to the mm. to the dressing room and said like oh apparently Andy Gray said some swear words so I have to arrest him and then his manager says like oh well if you're gonna arrest him you gotta arrest all the people swearing back at him hey yeah. um, and it, it's <laughs> and, like, and everyone applauded yeah, yeah. everyone stood up on the on the cr- <laughs> yeah. you know yeah, yeah you're right it's, he's he's very rarely the butt of the joke or even no. sort of it, it's it's kind of a frequent pattern of kind of condescending people. He went to the World Cup in 2002 and he said the Koreans were great, really <sighs> hospitable and friendly. But I think it's fair to say they are not the world's biggest drinkers. Two cans of lager and they are steaming. <laughs> they. Yeah. The Koreans. Yeah, every, every... There, is, there is one bit, though, where he, he does make himself the butt of the joke, which I was surprised by. Page 145, uh, he, 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 Norman Hunter tries to snap him in half. Uh, and he was like, I was ready to mix it, but not with Norman. Norman was scary. 
Uh, I looked up at him and squeaked. I didn't do it on purpose. Honest, it was an accident. I'm really oh, that not that fun. good. <laughs> and I thought I do, I do like he, that bit actually. And I was like, that. yeah, he can laugh at himself. But other times he just wants to show he's smarter than everyone. Like Ron Atkinson when he there's a bizarre bit where he just chooses some nothing match and says Ron Atkinson should have played Steve Froggart. That's yeah. all it boils down to. And, and, and I told him to do that. Get him out of his chest. Yeah. And he played some other guy. The other guy wasn't that good. Steve Froggart came on, was really good. And I was yeah. like, see, Ron. <laughs> yeah. it's like, and there's, there's another batch also where like he, he gets dropped by Howard Kendall. And then later on, uh, he gets picked up again and he plays well. And then he says, like, and Howard Kendall came over to me and said, I'm sorry, I was wrong to drop you, Andy. Please, mm. yes. please forgive yeah, me. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's, like, it, there's lots of stories about him maybe being dropped and then not because, you know, just, he's just too important. But uh, interesting, the Norman Hunter story is very interesting because what I expected from this book, one of the things I did expect from this book and, and that, that it didn't transpire, probably in a good way, was I thought Andy Gray would really big himself up as kind of a footballing hard man, like a, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like a real tough guy. And he, he's not, there's a lot of stuff about injuries and there's a lot of stuff about putting his head in where the boots are flying. Mm-hmm. But at no point does he really suggest he's some sort of, you know, real tough guy. It's just, it was more kind of naively brave centre forward who just just really wanted to score goals, which I think is quite a nice touch because he really doesn't big up his his ability to, to punch anybody's lights out. But that is true. And he, was a, and he was a big guy. He, d- yeah. he could do if he wanted yeah. to. That's, that's true. And yeah. he actually, he talks about how like he, he feels like he's been unfairly like tarred with this idea because he doesn't get sent off that often yeah. or he doesn't get you know that many bookings and stuff so i think yeah you're right that's fair enough in that sense jack's coming round jack's no i'm not round. i hate him yeah, you, okay <laughs> there is a there's a little bit where he talks about his will to win and his you know his, his competitiveness and it contains just i feel like this is mandatory for all footballers autobiographies especially of that era he says whatever i do i want to be the best at it whether it's football golf snooker or tv presenting i'm not sure where that competitive streak comes from but it's a fact i can't even play tiddlywinks without wanting to win tiddlywinks now only exists in hypothesis yes (laughs) i agree i I was gonna say this it's it's the only cliche it's the proper cliche i found it always tiddlywinks always no one has ever played an example we really need to update tiddlywinks i I agree what would the modern equivalent be scrabble Maybe. Even then, that's pretty dangerous. No, no, no. I yeah. think, I see. I think Scrabble. I think people people can get very competitive with Scrabble. I, yeah, I Con- get conquers. With Scrabble. Conquers. Uh, I feel it like get... it needs to be something that's like hungry fidget hippos. Spinners. <laughs> hungry hippos. <laughs> fidget spinners. I can't hippos even are... play hungry hippos without <laughs> wanting to win. <laughs> Andy Gray and, and Richard Keys at halftime playing hungry hippos. Yeah, Punch each other's lights out. I, I'm sure that would be some B in sport or content online of some sort. Um, cool. Well, we're going to go on a break. Uh, and when we're back, sorry, seems like a good <laughs> well, we're done. Uh, <laughs> and we will be back after the break with the many faces of Andy Gray, and we head into the Sky Sports Studio. Hello, I'm Adam Hurry, host of Football Clichés, a truly unique podcast brought to you by the Athletic. Twice a week, my guests and I tear apart the language of football. The words, the phrases, the mannerisms and the weird habits of everyone involved in the game. From the shoes that football pundits are legally required to wear, to the didn't play for Sam Allardyce's Bolton but really should have done 11, Football Clichés explores all the tiny things that you didn't realise you cared about, but believe me, you do. (laughs) 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, we're Football Book Club Podcast, and we need your support now. Let's let's drop the appeal music. Hi, everyone. James here, and I just want to tell you about the brand new Football Book Club Club, which you can join to receive bonus weekly episodes, access to exclusive member events, and your very own Football Book Club book book bookmark, all for the same price as a used copy of Darren Huckabee's 2007 book, Hux. So if you enjoy the podcast and need to hear more afterwards, head to patreon.com forward slash football book club. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to Football Book Club, where we're reading Andy Gray's Grey Matters with self-confessed Andy Gray stan, Adam Hurry. Hey, still still his biggest fan, Adam? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, okay, still, still very much an advocate of Andy Gray, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's good, that's good. Jack hasn't hasn't worn you down yet, I can see. No. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm still... I, this, I hate this over. new role of yours as this sort of like <laughs> the umpire, the umpire in this terrible. Umpire. I'm amazed by the respect I'm being afforded here. This is fantastic. You know, well, usually when there's like four people, it's hard to control everyone. Whereas with <laughs> two, I can kind of sit back and just just enjoy myself. Just two footballing heavyweights battle it out over Andy oh, Gray. God. It's great. <laughs> cool. So, uh, like Adam, I asked everyone to come with an out of context Andy Gray. Uh, so, would anyone like to kick off with their out of context Grayism? I'm happy to go. Please, Adam, as the guest. I mean, so much to work with, but I really like this one. Whether I'd have become another Bill Gates, we'll never know. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes. Again, again, though, the idea is that, you know, potentially Andy Gray could become the next Bill Gates. That is such an inter- it's such a shame that this has fallen out of context section because now we can't explain why, but that is a very interesting... <laughs> yeah, I'd love to explain why, but no, I'm going to leave it no. just hanging. Great. Yeah, yeah that's good. <laughs> um, uh, my one is... Uh, I've gone blue. I was a fresh-faced 19-year-old and I thought I'd be able to manipulate me. That's all I've got in my, <laughs> in my one. Is that uh, is that is that Ron? Is that Ron Saunders? That, that, that could be. I, I can't remember. I think I think it might be Ron Saunders or yeah. someone at maybe Dundee at the time. I can't remember. That's fair. Oh, it all fades into it. His, his career is very hard to to follow at some points. Jack, uh, out of context, Andy Gray. They set off with about a dozen hamburgers each, and they were ramming them into their mouths as fast as they could. <laughs> That's one of his better anecdotes in the book, actually. Almost yeah, my dramatic it's... reading this week, but it's too short, sadly. It's quite short. That's and that, fair. And that was that was out of context. Andy Gray. <laughs> there we go. If if uh, if Andy Gray had been in an eating you know hamburger eating competition, he'd have had to have won. That's the thing. It was uh, yeah. Like, everyone yeah. else was was even... just amazed at how many hamburgers I were able to shove into my mouth. It's incredible. It, even if I'm in a hamburger con- eating contest with my villa teammates, <laughs> I have to win. I have to win. That's how it is. That's just how Andy is. Um, full disclosure: we were meant to have Tash on the show, but sadly Tash isn't isn't feeling very well today. However, I know she was extremely keen. Uh, to look at the the pictures in Andy Gray's book. So, Adam, this is a section we do, which uh, works to varying <laughs> varying success, uh, where, where, where we just describe some of the pictures in the books. Um, did you enjoy the picture section? There's two of them in there. Is there? No, in my I, one. I have, have none. You? I have no pictures. You have no, pictures. no pictures in mine. <laughs> what? I've got two sets. Adam's got one. And, and that's the section I usually another. race to, to be honest. Yes. So, which so pictures I've got have you- that one. The, the front cover, yeah. That one. And I should I should add a bonus sticker that came with the book that Whoa. I haven't been able to peel off. What's it what say? It's a Disney character of some sort. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a oh, Toy Story. It's, yeah. the, it's the alien from Toy Story. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't peel it off. You have saved our lives. I don't want to deface the book by peeling it. So <laughs> it my, one's, my one hasn't got anything like it. It's, it's made, it says, very neat handwriting, T.M. Bach. August 2012. <laughs> <laughs> this is the copyright of Bach. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, but the pictures, let's guess. What a composer the- he was, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Great sonata. Um, some of the pictures in here, uh, I, I, I mean, I think Tash would have loved them. I mean, as you mentioned, very Bruno Brooks style. I'm going to post a picture of Bruno Brooks with this. But that, mm, yeah. he really it's that's yeah. true. I he looks. I... He looks a bit like he's in. Um, he's in Teen Wolf in that picture. Yeah, he, he that that's windswept kind of yeah. mullet he's got. Yeah, he's he's a striking young man. Striking mm. young man in there. Um, there was a lot of pictures. So I, I was going to say, there's a lot of pictures of him like playing football in a kilt and things like that. <laughs> we had we had. We, I don't know if you've got these in your one, Adam. Jack, obviously you don't. But I'll treat you with some of them. We had Pat wow. Nevin come on the show the other week and pat said oh here's another one of him lying in a bath shirtless oh, uh, nothing more 70s slash 80s than the football in a bath yeah. very much so but is pat he Nevin, on the phone uh yeah dangerous and uh, not in the bath on the sofa that's with his leg okay. in cast actually but so pat nevin said uh in his book um he was like i'm not all about the fame like, i might pop up on these music shows and stuff but i don't care for that kind of side of things there's a story uh, in one of his books where he's going to do a photo shoot and he's like, okay, I'll do it as long as it's, you know, taxful uh, and I'm not going to make a fool of myself. And the guy turns up with like a Scottish wig uh, and a kilt and all these kind of things. Bank and pipes. Pat's like, nah, that's all right. That's not really my kind of thing. Yeah. Andy Gray, Andy Gray, very much that is his I, kind of thing. I love <laughs> that they've been, like, they've been like, Pat's turned us down. Who can we go for? Get yeah, Gray on the phone. Gray, yeah. 
He's, He'll he, put a kilt on. He loves it. Every single oh. He does not care about the stereotypes. He embraces it fully. And there's a picture of him in the Holy City Zoo as well. There we go. That's wow. Wow, well, yeah. There's also a lot of pictures um, and a time which we didn't really get to know um, from the first book, Shades of Grey, when he returns to Aston Villa, when Graham Taylor gets rid of him, uh, because, in Andy's words, the players like and respect him too much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that, that could, is that, do you think that's one of the um, questionable lines, Adam, whether that actually happened or not? I, it's, it's, it's supposedly uh, quite a common managerial ploy, it, isn't it? True. To get out the yeah. guy who, who knits the dressing room together so you can start exerting your own influence. But um, I'm true. sure a lot of footballers think they were that guy. That's the thing. Yeah, he never explicitly mm. said that. There, he doesn't like Graham uh, Taylor at all. doesn't like no, him at all. It, it doesn't. It's he mad, isn't it? Yeah. It's I, don't think, I don't think he actually did play under him, right? He played under Graham Turner, and then I think he was... I think because the, the, the he was shipped out beforehand. Yeah, yeah. I think it's very confusing structure because there's there's two GTs in charge of Villa. <laughs> yeah. So he comes in and the beginning of the Aston Villa, but he slags off Graham Taylor for getting rid of him, and then he plays under Graham Turner, but only causing Graham all the way through. Yeah, uh, and then it comes full circle back to when it's a confusing book. Anyway, it's uh, a very but confusing then, book. And then we've got pictures of him Rangers as well when he went there to play, and when Graham Sooners apparently just signed him for banter. <laughs> Just like no other reason. <laughs> this is where he. This is where he finally intersects with Ali McCoist, and it's so mm. weird to think of them coexisting in the same place. It's um, yes. It's like Batman and Spider Man. They just sort of shouldn't be. They shouldn't <laughs> yeah. be together. You yeah. think of them as completely separate universes. And uh, I just I couldn't handle that force of personality in the same room. But I, he's slightly jealous of Ali McCoist. Yeah. He calls mm. him lucky. Throughout his career, so Lady Luck wasn't just smiling on him; it was etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And um, yeah, I feel like he's just jealous of everything that Ali McCoy has always done. Mm. He's sort yeah. of also like he, all those he's Amazon like, Prime jobs he's getting nowadays. Mm. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's you know, it's better to be it, you know, Lucky's being good. You know, he, he quotes Napoleon and says like, oh, it's better <laughs> to have lucky generals rather than the best good thing ones. is is that Napoleon ends up in the index. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always massively confused by why footballers' autobiographies need indexes. It's like, well, maybe it's for people like me who just think, oh, I just want to read that bit. But yeah. Napoleon does not need to be in the index on well, that basis alone. In fairness, at some point, I'm going to look up and be like, there was a footballer who mentioned Napoleon. <laughs> yeah. Who was it? And then I'll go through all these indexes. Yeah, it's, um, it is always fascinating looking at that. I mean, I'm just, just looking through it. I can see Mexico is one thing. Uh, Middle East. So sure. Savo Milosevic. <laughs> really does. That's great. Yeah, wow. it is. Yeah, that's it, a, the, the, the stuff with Ali McCoy is really two different cats. He's titled uh, Pom, Andy's cat, and then brackets Aussie, Andy's cat. Uh, yeah, Lulu, his horse as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Lulu the horse. Sorry, Jack, that's you're a, about to say that's an Oh, just just the the Ali McCoy stuff is really interesting because uh, Ali McCoy does come across as very likable in a way that yeah, you're right. It feels like like um, Andy desperately wants to be liked in that way but i think that ali mccoist is quite self-effacing yeah even even though he's you know he's you know that bit where he's like uh there's a bit where he's dropped and so ali mccoist is like oh where's jerry the beetle hey who you know yeah, drop that's, ali McCoist. that's yeah. like that's a way of being like like funny like self-effacing about himself while also knowing that he's good it's an interesting line that he's yeah, able to walk like great just think doesn't Andy have the boyish charm does he no, yeah. there's the alpha male aspect, but he really doesn't have the kind of cheeky chappy 
That's true. Thing that McCoist has. It's, but and, they were both involved in that film that McCoist was in, A Shot at Glory. I didn't oh. realise Andy Gray was involved. What you are, was that film? Sorry, you are I need to know through about my that quiz. Film. You are Adam with your oh, potentially doing this thing. No. This is no, perfect. <laughs> From oh. a podcaster's perspective, that must be really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I make loads of backup questions because they Good. always get blown. Um, but this is, this is particularly fascinating. So what this, this is the film with uh, Robert Duvall and uh, Michael, <laughs> Michael Keaton, Keaton. Right? Yes, yes, Shot exactly. at Glory? Shot at Glory, is that what it's called? Yeah, A Shot at yeah. Glory. It's um, about a lowly Scottish, uh, fictional Scottish club called Kilnocky, who are taken <laughs> over by a, an American millionaire, played by Michael Keaton, mm-hmm. who hires a, um, like, I, I, I'm about, I would say textbook old Scottish manager, except the fact he's played by Robert Duvall, <laughs> whose Scottish accent is so bad. Have you seen so it? Have you seen it? Uh, I've, I think I have. I watched it wow. for, um, for purposes of a piece, but I kind of sort of skimmed through it. I got a very, very dodgy version of it online. And um, for some baffling reason, amongst all the baffling things in this film, McCoyst plays a Celtic, former Celtic striker. Yes. So they get footage of McCoyst playing for Rangers and sort of badly superimpose a green and white shirt over the That's top. Really but why, why would they need to? why would they need to change it? I can only assume that if they thought, well, if they get McCoyst, who's, who's so obviously Rangers but sort of soften it by saying he used to play for Celtic in the film, then they won't uh, get anybody boycotting it. No, but Andy no. Gray's role, which I'd never heard about before, he was there as a kind of football consultant. So they used to send him scenes, and anything mm. that he thought was a bit weird, they would, they would then go back and sort of overdub it. So it was mm. mainly um, Robert Duvall's kind of speeches in the, in the dressing room. That's and, really uh, and interesting. That was his role. And, and was he in the film as well? Uh, only as a in- commentator. He was. A, I think he did sort of co-commentary um, yeah. voiceover, but he doesn't appear in the film. Interesting. Be, because- just, the idea of him and McCoy just being in the same frame yes. um, is just mind-blowing. It's just, yeah, just I, like, I, it I, shouldn't be in the same space. I remember actually uh, on, uh, on Football Clichés, you've talked about this before, how you feel like they should have football researchers in uh, for films. I think you mentioned, what was that film with Chris Pratt? My Dream Pratt? Job. Talked- yeah, well, there was a film with Chris Pratt, wasn't there, recently where... There's the World Cup final going on. It's possibly the tomorrow war. Yeah, that's it. Tomorrow yeah. war. And it starts off with the World Cup final, maybe between Scotland and Brazil. What the hell? Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. And I remember, yeah, I think Andy Gray that, invented is, this is, role. Is that, is that the weirdest like sci-fi bit in that movie? Or like, is, is that the sort of the craziest sci-fi <laughs> yeah. moment? Yeah. Well, Andy Gray perfected that role so i want to know what what uh what like advice andy gray gave was it like oh yeah well if you want a really good reference point from you know you got the, the three big players i'd say are david beckham eric Cantona, and andy gray <laughs> yeah. so make sure you have lots of references to andy gray also he got the, the one thing he probably should have said is that oh by the way Ali mccoy's played for rangers <laughs> it's probably the thing yeah, that, yeah, so. no, yeah. exactly cocked that exactly. up um but this was the film was made sort of 99 2000 so he was very much at the peak of his kind of sky powers. So he was an influential voice. So the idea of him coming in as a consultant for this kind of football verisimilitude sounds, sounds just about right to me, I think. Yeah. I, it, it, that's, it's true. I, I, I can't argue with it. And I just, I, but I didn't, I was, I was surprised that that film came out as late as that. Mm, for some reason I was thinking. I I'll, I'll be honest. I'm surprised that film exists at all. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Anyway, that was kind of the picture section. Uh, what, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll send you all pictures of the pictures. Don't worry. I feel like we should move on to a subject which I know you're very keen on, Adam. Uh, something which we haven't really talked about on the podcast that much before, and that is punditry. Hmm. Hmm. Adam, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we, 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 don't, we haven't really done many people who have gone on to become big pundits, I guess. We've had people well, who like... Karama, Kara, Kamara. Oh, Chris Kamara. Yeah, of course. We did Cammy's mm. book, but, you know, Cammy's book is just a 
<laughs> it's, 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 all, it's exactly what you think Cammy's book is going to be. And there's, there's very little insight into, into the actual Sky world. But Andy Gray's one, he does go into a lot of depth about it. And I know yeah. you appreciated that, Adam. Absolutely right. I mean, um, of all his kind of nuggets of self-confidence, his, his, um, his bits about punditry are probably the most deserved and the most, most proportionate because he, he was part of a um, transformative phase of British footballing TV. Um, I, had, I didn't know this bit, but he was the first co-commentator as we understand them. Back, in, mm. back before that in 60s, 70s and 80s, it was someone like Bobby Charlton who would come in every 10 minutes and give their view on the game and then bugger off again and then you wouldn't hear from them and it was just one commentator. Kind of like when Redknapp sat in the stand or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So days, now they yeah. have that again. Yeah, it's, it's a very good point. We kind of come full circle. Yeah. Andy Gray, he claims, was the first kind of proper 50-50 or maybe sort of 60-40 arrangement where he would really kind of analyse things as they happen rather than just come in every now and then and he, he's yeah. quite proud of that. But his stint at Sky where... Um, sort of Sky made him fill around with the video machines and, and stuff like that and, and, and the equipment. He rightly claims was a, was a kind of innovative phase in, in footballing coverage. So, yeah, he's, he doesn't get too serious about it, really, but, but he, you detect that he thinks he's very much at the cornerstone of all of this. Yeah, it's very much like, um, I referenced this quite a lot on the podcast, I realise less people have seen it than the original, Anchorman 2. There's a whole bit where <laughs> they're kind of inventing you know, rolling news and car chases being a thing and that uh, right. the, the, the kind of parodying the Fox thing. It's a little bit like that because they kind of take, I mean, obviously a lot, as Andy says himself, they've taken a lot of it from American football. Mm. Uh, I'm guessing, I'm guessing mean, you guys aren't big fans of, uh, of Anchorman 2, perhaps. Maybe I'm alone no, here. Maybe I'm alone no, here. sadly okay. not. But the American football thing is very interesting because um, yeah. this leads me on to my final story that definitely didn't happen. <laughs> and I'm happy to be corrected on this. He says, I can look back from the position we're in now to those early days when things were a lot less slick and we had to improvise a bit more. I can recall times like the one when I was leaving the studio to go home, walking across the car park and hearing the producer yelling after me, Andy, Andy, come back, Nicky Hornsick, we need you to present the American football. And I turned round and went back in and did four hours of coverage of the Dallas Cowboys versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Amazing. I mean, that's no nonsense. way did that happen. Sure. If that footage exists, I want to watch it. I'd rather yeah. watch that than read There's this. There's nothing though. on Google about this. Is there nothing? Not? Interesting. I, I Maybe we weren't watching American football at the time in England, so no one, no one, no one checked. What no one thought doing? it was weird. I mean, surely he's his... got to tell us what he talked about. And he said, "Throw the ball to me, and I caught it." And I went all the way. And I said, "Thank you very much." And I said, "Touchdown." <laughs> That's it. What else? Yeah, yeah. This for four hours. Four hours four of that. Hours yeah. of the sport that maybe he knows something about. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. I think he'd have to have been like, can you please explain the rules to me again? Is that Ima- good? Has, has what that player done just then good? <laughs> have you seen this footage of when they had Gary Lineker present the golf? Yeah, he used to do the Open. That was yeah, so okay. weird. Yeah. That sort of reminds me of that, except that it, with with the added thing of he's ill, so you have to run back in, which well, doesn't bit, make any sense. It's, it's, it's true. It's a bit like um, the Olympics, though, when they just get all the sports presenters to focus on sports that they're not really attached to. So Lineker yeah. does, will sometimes do the Olympics, right? Or, or like I, Alec, I, Alex Scott will be like, oh, yeah. javelin, javelin throwing. You're like, okay, <laughs> yeah, cool, exactly. cool, great. Yeah, <laughs> boarding, or, yeah, equestrian stuff, She, I think she she does know about, but then, yeah. Yeah, but she'll be, be everything else. Mel, like, yeah, handball or something like that. Yeah, it's, mm. it's, it's, it's a bit, maybe it's a bit like that. Maybe if you're, if you play one sport, you know them all. Maybe but it, but t- Tiddly Winks. But uh, tiddly winks yeah. 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 But this was some sort of act of, of you know, self-sacrifice and heroism. He says, yeah. you know what? I'll help you out. I'll <laughs> yeah. do this. Yeah. 
Oh, right. Andy's also, the this. idea that like that's like one step away from them being like, Andy, one of the players is injured. You've got to come and play for the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. then. <laughs> I am um, talking of things that maybe didn't happen. I've got a very short dramatic reading for you this week. So, um, Adam, could you do the honour and just say cue dramatic music, please? Cue dramatic music. Oh, that was good. Oh, Andy himself would be proud of that. That was great. <laughs> Thank um, you very much. Fo- football is a game of strong emotions. The fans are caught up in it. Wait, that can't be right. There's no comma in that. <laughs> that, is a, that is a bizarre start. <laughs> football is a game of strong emotions. The fans are caught up in it. It. And comment... Bizarre. That is generally the first line. I read it again. That is what the line is. Page 247. Football is a game of strong emotions. The fans are caught up in it. And commenting... It's sort of like a, the... like a moment of uh, poetry, like sort of beat yeah, poetry. It is, yeah. It really I is. like it. Yeah, and commentating on the number of games I do, I am more or less bound to offend somebody. The funny thing is that most times when fans have actually approached me to have a go over something I've said, it's turned out to be something I didn't say at all. Classic Andy. Of course, of course he's not. Of course he's not culpable. I can't count the times people have come up and said, I totally disagree with what you said about so-and-so. And it's turned out to be a game they watched on ITV or BBC. Oh, Three years God. ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and this is, this is starting off a chapter. He clearly thinks this is one of his strongest yeah. anecdotes in the book. Three years ago. <laughs> this is, this about- is starting off the final chapter, can I say? <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is the <laughs> triumphant end yeah, to the whole yeah, book. That's true. The yep. hero's journey comes to an end. Uh, three years ago, a Birmingham City fan strode up to me and said, You're typical Villa, you. You hate the Blues. You never have a good word to say about City. You don't. I said, Hang on a minute. What division do Birmingham City play in? And then he said, The first. I said, I work for Sky. Does Sky cover Division 1 matches? He looked at me for a few seconds and then said, They don't, do they? Hey, I'm really sorry, Andy. I must be thinking of someone else. And off he went. <laughs> horrible, horrible <laughs> anecdote. <laughs> There we go. All solved. Uh, that, turns that out was... I corrected someone. Uh, they <laughs> they were angry at me, and I was in the right, as usual. Uh, that's almost, and that's they almost very a, silly. That's as smarmy as Adam Walker's uh, review from the yeah. very beginning of the show. Very. The very other silly. side of that story is that in Alan Brazil's autobiography, he gets accused of uh, sexting somebody else's wife, uh, and uh, it turns out it's actually Andy Gray. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But the punditry stuff is pretty good. It is quite interesting, yeah. a lot of it. This is the bit of the book that annoyed me the most. As someone who who thinks of himself as something of an expert in this very, very specific field. Yes. Um, he mentions um, Kevin Keegan's rant, his famous rant on Sky. Yes. And he also mentions the, the thinking man's version of Kevin Keegan's rant, which is Ron Atkinson's Sky Sports rant on Monday mm. Night Football. Mm. And he goes through that rant verbatim. But he gets it wrong. Like, gets he just gets it wrong. Like the lyrics of a song, he just gets it wrong. I just think <laughs> you were there. Yeah. And it's, and it's and it's available to watch back. How can you get it? How can you quote it wrong? This is a rant I know word for word, and he's just got it. He's got it all wrong. Oh It dear. really annoys me. Which oh, which one did he get me. wrong? Is it both? Um, no, just just the the Ron Atkinson one. Okay. Which the I mean, one uh, that's still that's so, still sacrilegious. Yeah, so it's like the line says, um, you can sit there and play with all your silly machines as much as you like. And he says, he said, he can sit up there playing with his silly machines and talk all he likes. Why would you get that wrong? Yeah. Why would you do it? Yeah, that is... Just terrible behaviour. And then it just goes on getting it wrong from then. Yeah, bad. Very also, bad. Because, because if you're trying to turn these things into like folklore, which I, I sort of have a little bit of, like the, the Kevin Keegan thing feels a little bit like the greatest moment of Kevin Keegan's mm. career. It'll be on his tombstone. Mm. I don't think that's how Kevin Keegan wants to be remembered. <laughs> I don't, I don't, and I don't. The last thing he wants to be remembered. 
and I also don't think that's how he deserves to be remembered. But in in some ways, that is how he's going to be remembered. Yeah. And that's thanks to Sky yeah. Sports. Thanks to and Andy and Richard. Thanks to Andy and Richard. And like and and for better or for worse, that's true. But there seems to be something quite triumphant about it. But you're right, Adam. It's odd that you then if you are trying to like mythologize these great moments of of yeah. managers losing their mind why wouldn't you get it right why wouldn't yes. you make sure that everything you're saying is yeah, yeah. is correct because he didn't he obviously hasn't even done it off the top of his head because there's no way he'd remember it that vividly yeah. so he's gone to find it and then still got it wrong which is just it's just absurd to me i think you i think you've stumbled upon something uh, adam which uh, we found quite a lot do we think he wrote it do we think he wrote any of it really i would guess not because it's just just for the practicalities and the logistics of it, but uh, he's a but busy I certainly guy. Would, don't think the prose is beyond him. That's all I'm saying. No, I, I think, I think yeah. whoever, they have captured uh, Andy Gray's it's, essence. It's, it's an authentic voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, see, sure. I, I, so I think in a way, if it had been written by someone else, you'd have been able to get his voice better across better because I think Andy Gray is very imitable. And actually, mm. he comes across as, you know, on, on Sky Sports, you know, back in the old days, he came across as, you know, as a very passionate, as Adam says, a very passionate, excited guy. But that actually doesn't come across in this book. So in a weird way, I, I think that, that 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 inability to translate is either a bad editor or it is authentically Yeah, Andy. the book isn't as emphatic. It doesn't it doesn't read as emphatically as he sounded. Yes. Used to, you, yeah. The book should, if you, if you suggest in Jack that the book should have been written all in caps lock. The whole exactly, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, and just, just and to be honest, it, there should have been big pauses where you'd expect Martin Tyler to jump in. Yeah, uh, yeah. There should have <laughs> been like entire. You, you, it should be like a fill your own, uh, like a sort of interactive book. You get to write what Martin Tyler says, and then <laughs> that's, that's, that's a nice idea. Yeah, that's a, quite well, a good whether idea, there was someone else involved or not, there's no acknowledgements. Like, there's no thanks to anyone. Mm, I mean, I know there's a, a lot of wives, so I don't know. There's not much. Space. Oh, the the lack of the lack of wives or the mm. lack of like family talk, and there's such a sad mm. bit where he where he talks about how he's he gets offered the Everton job in 1997 mm. which fundamentally is bizarre that's like the that genuinely is like in a film yeah. where um where suddenly the author or like the narrator who is, has been in it suddenly gets like told you got to be part of the action it seems mm. so weird to me that Andy yeah could... it'd be like Carragher getting offered the Liverpool job now yeah, yeah. It, well, well it'd be like Gary Neville getting offered the Valencia job yes yeah. But I, it, it's so weird because I think of him as so far like he's so it's such a meta moment but mm. there's a really sad bit where he talks about how he's so you know he was going to go for the job and then like the next day all of his Sky Sports colleagues are like why would you take that job A because you know you have it easy here but then he's also like and then I remembered I have a daughter and <laughs> if I took the Everton job I wouldn't be able to see her and part of me is like what is that not how did it take you 48 hours yeah. to remember woke that? up one morning shit like, daughter of course, of course we have to remember that she didn't know he was involved in football That's so he didn't true. want to give us a that would have really surprised her. You're a football manager yeah. now. What experience have you got? What a football manager like Diego Simeone? Uh, yeah, like Diego Simeone. I'll let you decide. <laughs> um, Adam, just finally, you must have really enjoyed uh, all the, that. Richard Keys gets a lot of this book. The, the, the end of the book, it's all about Keys. He loves mm. the man. He, he thinks he's uh, a walking, talking genius. It's have... fascinating how inseparable they are, mm. even after all these years and everything that's happened. How they still still get on. But I maintain, as I said at the start, I, I, this book mostly paints him in a decent light. Yeah. Um, there are only a very few glimmers of the unpleasantness towards the end. And this is perhaps one of them. This, he's talking about all the little gimmicks that Sky Sports came up with to kind of promote Premier League football. He says, one of them was the Sky Strikers cheerleaders. The girls put on a fantastic display and added a touch of glitter and glamour to the whole occasion. They were greatly appreciated, not least by some of the staff. 
On the days when the girls were working, Richard and I got to the ground at about 10 a.m., which, coincidentally, was just when they started to rehearse. That, that's, that is, that that is the, that's the biggest glimpse you get yes. of what may yeah. be about to unfold years later. Yeah. I, just, just. Really? I think, I think that's the problem. I forgot this, that this it? guy had cheerleaders. I remembered that when they, because they show like old foot, uh, like uh, footage of old matches and stuff on like uh, games occasionally, mm. and it is very weird. Like, yeah, seeing these like cheerleaders and like fireworks going off. It's so yeah. OTT. It's yeah. very weird. But there was all, actually there was actually one thing that was interesting because there are a few things he says that are quite. Quite relevant, almost. There's a bit where he talks about Super League, effectively, with yeah. Rangers and Celtic joining, which I remember was a discussion at the time. Um, but then uh, he talks about halftime shows as well, like yeah. how they used to have... Oh, who was it he was talking about? Sumo the Shaman? Wrestlers? The Shaman or someone uh, like that? The Shaman, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and sumo wrestlers and things. Uh, sumo, and Shaman were Spurs fans, apparently, and it was the Arsenal stadium and they all kicked off. But that's a big thing that's, that's come up again recently, right? They were saying that they might extend halftime for 25 minutes yeah. to bring out, you know, like, I don't know, tiny temple like they did the fa cup final or whatever that kind of thing and it's it's weirdly that would probably work better now than it did in the early 90s because in the early 90s there's still that like yeah like the sense of visceral anger towards anything that isn't football on Mm. on the uh whereas now people are a bit more like oh yeah i'll watch tiny temple for a bit (laughs) yeah yeah people would be more accommodating for gimmicks than they would have been in the early 90s when the premier league was being launched they thought well okay this is the deal we'll go with it but a bit more cynical now i would say Oh, I, 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 went to, I was at Spurs last night. We had light shows before the mm. game. They belt out that bloody song from Phantom Menace. But they never really worked out what to do at halftime, have they? Because it's no. basically usually just someone kicking a ball into like a we, shed or something we, like that. We, yeah. we, always, we always get like, I don't know, Gary Mabbott will come out and answer the same question he's asked yeah. for the last yeah. 30 yeah. years or whatever. Just, just clapping how, how was yeah. it being and a you, Spurs player? And you, yeah, and you can never great. hear what they say. You can never hear what they say. It booms around the stadium and you can't make up one word. You just, vaguely if you hear the word Tottenham or whatever, you go, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Gary, Gary Mabbott, obviously a perfectly clear-cut legend at Spurs. So there's never going to yeah. be any, any doubt about that. Is when some clubs bring out an ex-pro who you you look around and you think they're not going to know who they are. Mm. Then he might not get an applause here. Mm. What, what's going to happen? And it, it's like people checking Wikipedia on their phones, going, "Oh, oh yeah, 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 oh, yeah great yeah, guy, yeah, great yeah. guy, yeah, <laughs> good to see, fantastic, good great see to see him. Good, looks good, good shape as well. Nice to see him. <laughs> good, good knees, good, good, good knees there. <laughs> yeah. I, I for a while when Arsenal, I mean Arsenal is still terrible, but when I like go when I went to watch Arsenal for the past like five years the only bit of joy i get is watching the kids uh try and score a goal against uh, gunosaurus at halftime that oh. is the one bit of the game that i was like i'm really invested in this i yeah. have to see the do children they still do that score- yeah. yeah it's so wow. sweet it's really yeah, it's timeless sweet. timeless uh, i love it no, I, 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 gary mabbitt all the way that's all it is honestly oh you also have you know like an old arsenal player will come okay, out like okay. jeremy Allier, great cool. <laughs> um but like, I think I would probably watch it where it was reversed, where I just watched forty-five minutes of kids scoring penalties against Gunnosaurus, and then five minutes of Arsenal playing football. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, anyway, but then it comes to the end, basically, with all the sky stuff, and then there's a very ominous line. The last line: "There's no doubt about it. I'm a very lucky guy." <laughs> oh, like Adam cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Adam and Jack, did this book change you? I mean, it changed me in the sense that I now have to accept that I'm someone who's read two Andy Gray books in one yep. year. I have to, like... I That's that half is, the I, amount of Michael Owen books you've read. That's upsetting me even more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's. I think there's... I don't know. It's hard, isn't it? Because I think no matter what, however you read these books, 
like the unpleasantness overshadows everything so i think it probably tinges everything after that point so i find it quite hard to find anything i f- i found the punditry you can't separate the art and the artist exactly <laughs> i i see exactly i true i can because like I said, it, it all happened before it kicked off and so i'm you know i'm mm. kind of going uh, it's all bubbling under as we as that's we the thing is you, that's the thing is you can you can see it bubbling under as adam says so it's sort of hard to separate it yeah the, the punditry stuff was interesting the boot room stuff was interesting yeah um like yeah. when he actually talks about how you know like the, the and the idea that maybe he changed how football was, yeah. was talked about in the uk that, that is interesting that was definitely those and i think we're probably a little bit the fact that we'd read effectively the first five chapters yeah. in that terribly formatted book that we read the last time shades mm. of gray this was i think we were maybe clouds our judgment a little bit by it because i think jack always you thought it was a stone cold classic i can tell uh, uh, no. <laughs> Ad- adam you were changed i mean your first ever football book yeah well yeah i guess so yeah um or no i mean i want to know more about him fathering five children with four women to be honest i, w- I want to know more about the dynamics of that and uh yes. it just sounds really careless to me mm-hmm. more than anything um <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it didn't it didn't change you. I no, it tell. didn't. It, it, it didn't move me. I, I don't feel more or less about him than I did before. So it's uh, a solid six out of ten. Oh, okay, Oof. interesting. So is that frustrating in a way? You wanted to get more. Yeah, I, I mean, as I, as I said at the start, it was it the first few the first kind of third of the book is hard going because it's just very very long slow slog through his dundee united days which he, he was a precocious talent mm. um nearly went to germany and went to a world cup at the age of 18 but nearly being the operative word yeah there's <laughs> lots of nearly there's lots of nearly i don't know i just yeah i feel like to want to know more about what drives him off the field but it's golf actually as it turns out yeah, so as, probably as not much to know no I, i'm really scraping the barrel for things i wanted from this book okay sure but yeah you got a lot of rich keys and you got yeah. some made up stuff in there as well great yeah. uh jack out of ten uh four Four, okay. Oh, four, because, because, because you're, like, you're I, much more world weary about than me. The best. I, oh, I, I, I definitely to, am. I, this is on the back of forty other books. Novelty. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm think, gonna, I'm gonna go five. I'm gonna stick in the middle. I know that's boring of me, but that it is a, it's a five book for me. It's very much a five. There's not that sense of yeah, as you, as Adam says, there's not sense of like narrative. I don't feel like I know much about him except that no. I find him quite unlikable in in certain. Aspects. There you go. There is Can there I- is a there. Are, I would say you know there's a paragraph on his family. There is two pages. There are two pages on him being on Who Wants to Be, be a Millionaire with Richard Keys. So yeah. that is impressive in that yeah. sense. Well, actually, that's a you, very you, very good point. You've you've worryingly <laughs> jumped upon again two things that I'm going to ask you in a second. But there is there is a little sec. There is a bit more on his family that we do get, and it's going to come up in the quiz. So uh, for the quiz this week, again, I've got three names because we were meant to have Tasha, but you're all named after things that Andy Gray doesn't like. Uh, so Adam, you're Alan Green's unenthusiastic commentary. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and Jack, you're the aloof Martin Keown. So okay. uh, shout out your name, your new name. When, uh, sure. if you think, when, what's, if, what's, what's your name? Oh, my name. I, I guess I'll go. Mine was, the other one I wrote for Tasha was Arsene Wenger. He's not a fan oh, of mine again. Uh, Arsene Wenger again? moaning. Uh, yours is uh, Alan Green's unenthusiastic commentary. Got it. Very cool. long. Great. <laughs> That's going to give me an advantage. Question number one. Which pop star did Andy share punditry duties with at the 78 World Cup? Whoa. 1978 Argentina? Alan Green's unenthusiastic commentary. Yep. Rod Stewart. Nope. Not oh. that, Good guess. Good guess. But incorrect, I'm afraid. 
uh, which means you're frozen out in these new rules. Uh, oh, uh, wow. But yeah, I'm, I'm really... Uh, I'll just wait for Adam today. to... Uh, to... <laughs> Who do you think it is? Uh, oh, Aloof Martin I Keown. No, I... Oh, 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 um, Aloof Martin Keown, uh, yeah. Elton John. It's correct. It's Elton oh, John. Yes, because because he done... knew a lot about Watford. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, just after took Watford. Yeah. That is correct. So one point to the Aloof Martin Keown. Question number two. What does Andy Gray do on the Sabbath on the Isle of Lewis that gets him into trouble? Aloof uh, Martin Keown. Yep. Uh, he puts the radio on and listens to it. And if uh, if his granddad comes back in and feels the top of the radio, he knows it's been on. So he'll tut. Yeah. But fortunately, his grandmother, who is much more strict about this, is too short to reach the top of the radio. <laughs> yep, that's just better that, be right. It's, it's incorrect. No, that's, it's completely you've, wrong. You've given me what you've given me way too much. That is that is absolutely what it is. And Fair play. Jack, I mean, Jack's very good at these, uh, Adam. He, he yeah. really, I'm a, really I'm a big them. loser. I told you about I, my attention span. <laughs> I, I read these books, I hate them, and then they're in my head for the rest <laughs> right. of my life. Yeah, that, 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 that's a bit about his family. We learned a bit about that when he went to the Isle of Lewis. That was, that that was, quite... was, yeah, yeah that was good, actually. I liked that but stuff, yeah. That's weirdly, I think, because that's his childhood. That's a slightly different thing from his, like... Sure. His, his, like, his personal now life family. Was... Yeah. yeah. Again, we, we needed more stories from the Holy City Zoo. That's what I'm saying. Um, question number three. How much did Andy Gray and Richard Keyes win on Who Wants to be a Millionaire? Alan Green's unenthusiastic commentary. <laughs> yes. £64,000. Is yep. correct, Alan I watched Green. it on YouTube in its entirety before we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Any any highlights pop up from there? Um, no. <laughs> okay, cool. Good, good to hear. Uh, question number four. What is Martin Tyler's secret ambition? Oh, uh, Aloof Martin Keown. Yep. To commentate on all, is it 12 Champions League <laughs> no, matches at the no, same it's time? Not. You can get Anna Green's unenthusiastic commentary. Yep. All 14 Champions <laughs> oh. League games. <laughs> yes. Yes, I love that. That's I, so I read it and I thought, 14? How does that work? But yeah, yeah that's what that he said. Work? That's yeah. what the man said. 14. 14. It's, it's great. Don't know. I guess. Maybe there was can't be four, group there's stages. Never gonna be a, there's never going to be a situation where there are 14 matches. Mm, no. Nope. Anyway, we're getting bogged down there. So, That's two all, right? About? Yes, but I was going to say, <laughs> I never gave the score for the book. He got three. But no, five. He got five, by the way. Five was Alan... Uh, was, was this, this is getting very confusing. And the score for Andy Gray's book was five. So on the leaderboard... Oh, uh, my God. Why yeah. are you doing that now? We're in the that. middle we, of a battle. We forgot. I know. We're, we're, come, we're on to the last question. So it, and it's all to play for. Um, yeah. Uh, he, on the leaderboard, he is just above Michael Owen's soccer skills and Wayne Who Rooney's Who cares? Book. I okay. want to beat Adam at this game. <laughs> no. <laughs> Love one. To the last question. It all, it all rides on this. Who gave the thumbs up to the ref to blow the whistle to start the first oh, ever. Me, 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 me. That's only because mine's longer. That's not fair. <laughs> As the guest, okay, I'm yeah. bowing down to the esteemed Adam Hart. I'll finish, I'll finish the question. I'll finish the question. <laughs> Who furious. gave the thumbs up to the ref to blow the whistle to start the first televised game on Sky? Uh, Jeff Shreves. Is correct. Sorry, Jack. And it's fine. It's fine. Look, the Alan unenthusiastic commentary has stolen it at the last. There'll be lots of controversy on the on social media later on, where they're like, <laughs> if anything, the fourteen to twelve, he deserved a half point at least, which <laughs> would have put him over. So you know, that it's fine. True. Don't worry. You, I, I, I very rarely come on your side, Jack. But you have been hard done by today by me. That's fine. So, yeah. <laughs> but there we go. Uh, and as a reward, you get uh, our Ken Zong for this week. So, Adam, this is going to take some explaining. But uh, yep. <laughs> every week on the show, our friend Ken uh, writes us a chant for a former footballer, long since retired, that we could probably won't be able to sing on the terraces anymore. But he writes us a chant anyway about it. So this series, what have we had yet? We had um, Bojan Kerkic, the tune of Work It. 
by um yep. by uh, Missy Elliott. We had uh, uh, uh Ooh, Steve- Steve Grizovich to the tune yep. of Gina G's Ooh, are just a little bit. Nice. This week he's got an eclectic taste to the tune of I'm, I'm so embarrassed I'm going to sing this, but I'm going to have to give it my all. This week's the tune of Enter Sandman by Metallica. <laughs> Here we go. One, two, three. It's at night. <laughs> Keeps it tight. Gets his <laughs> You're off to never scoring land. It runs out of steam at the end. <laughs> That's great. That's it's really good. Z- it's that night. It started with it started with that night. Yeah. Oh, it, that's brilliant. It's that night keeps it tight. There we go. Yeah, okay. You're often never scoring <laughs> land. Adam, Adam was kind of humming along to that, like you were listening. I'm more of an Ooh, Steve Grovich mm. kind of man, but we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll pump that in another time. Ooh, well, yeah, this is all going to be, they're all going to be released as like a compilation album. Yeah, like, in yeah. The future, aren't they? Now yeah. that's what I call Ken Zong. Anyway, that's yeah. all for this week. If you need more, we're going to be chatting 20 minutes more Andy Gray over on our Patreon with that episode out on Monday. To listen, please do join the Football Book Club Club for all our bonus episodes and to get your hands on a Football Book Club book, book, bookmark, head to patreon.com forward slash football book club. Adam, thank you so much for joining us. It's been, it really has been brilliant to have you on. I'm glad you've read a football book. Oh, yeah, I'm delighted. Yeah, thanks yeah. for forcing me to read a book from page one to page 270 odd. Thank um, you for reading it. It's been it. an absolute pleasure. Yeah, it's, it's been great fun. Um, You've got a book yourself, Adam. It's called Football Clichés. It certainly is. And where can people find it? Uh, all, all, all the places. Uh, I hear it's back in stock, actually. So that's nice. Ah. It's still, back, still in print and still happening. Perfect. Um, but no, it doesn't contain any um, ego-boosting stories about Andy Gray or otherwise. Mm, okay. Next edition, that's, second edition, uh, maybe add a chuck. Chuck yeah, Kaplan. Give that, give that actually, your, yeah. The time you were on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire with Richard Keyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and where they just rang up another millionaire to ask them yeah. to help them. Oh, yeah. yeah that was such them. a boring bit of that story. Look, we're, like, done it, it, we're done with the book. We're done oh, with the book. Sorry. We can't, okay, we can't yeah, take yeah. any more of it. That, that, we'll, 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 we'll talk about it on the Patreon. That's a little hint, uh, push towards that. And of course, listen to Football Clichés, the podcast. It's a brilliant podcast. Please do. Brought to you by The Athletic. In, in the meantime, Make sure you get in touch with us on Twitter at Footy Book Club, Instagram at Football Book Club, or on Facebook. Send us your thoughts, your author footballer puns, because we need good ones. Uh, chant ideas, anything. Adam, thanks again. Any last words? Oh, uh, um, I'm just a very, very lucky guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, we know what that means. Oh, no. I do actually have a day off today, so I'm going to go and eat some sandwiches and, and at the nearest bus station just, and just watch the, uh, the Great Unwashed. Beautiful. Oh, no. Yeah. Have their lunch, I don't know. Yeah, enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. Um, Thank you. Thanks for listening to Football Book Club. It featured James Berg, Jack Bernhardt, and Adam Hurry. It was created and produced by James Berg. Thanks to Andy Gray for writing another book, but where are they all now? Well, Andy now works with BFF Richard Keyes for BN Sport. He's yet to those daughter, he's a football pundit like Gary Neville. Ali McCoy's acting career sadly never took off with just one more IMDb credit after a shot at glory. It was as a commentator on the US version of FIFA 2003, if you want to know. Martin Keown is still hated by Andy Gray, probably. The Holy City Zoo closed down and became Subway City. That's also closed down now. And Bruno Brooks is, at least up until 2020, the CEO and founder of Amedia, which creates bespoke music and visual content for the retail industry now you know the music lobby time is the work of kevin mcleod and is used on the creative commons 4.0 license we'll be back in a fortnight until then bye-bye
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.